Hey, howdy, hey, welcome to Everything FFA. My name is Steely Stegall. And I'm Zen Shiflett. And we're from the Poolville FFA chapter. The Oil Belt District. The Hardcore Ready for More Area 4 Association. And the Texas FFA. Today we're going to go into the importance of community involvement in our chapter and really making our younger kids learn and get more involved in seeing animals that they may never see. Yeah, the, just the overall involvement of community in your FFA chapter is vital. And I know that it talks a lot about that in the manual, that having a community that supports your FFA and just helps everything go around easier. So actually, one of our cool things that we get to do in Poolville and that we are making an annual thing is we have elementary ag day. And we actually had that yesterday. That's why we didn't record yesterday. But it's elementary ag day and we kind of have different stations that the kids just go through and they get to see the animal, which is just a really neat experience for everybody across the board, I think. Yeah, and I mean, it's not really a thing where we're going in depth and this is what they're, this is what they do, this is how we breathe, this is how you want them to look. It's more of, this is what they are, here's a look at them, you never really get to see them this up close, you never get to touch them, this is what we use them for, if you want them to go up in depth, this is why. This is why they have, like hogs have ear notches. I explained why they have near notches, why they dig up roots and everything like that. And really it's just a chance for younger kids from pre-K to sixth, fifth grade. Fifth grade, yeah. From pre-K to fifth grade just to see animals that they may never see in their life or haven't got the chance to like be up and close and personal with and actually get to touch on them, see them, experience the things that we go through. And it's a really cool opportunity for them. Yeah, so we had like, a bunch of different stations. I think we had a floral station where they actually just did some activities and they like like got cool stamps and stuff. And then we had a horse station, steers, dairy cattle, pigs, bunnies, which was actually really cool. Thanks, Haley. Um, and then we had lambs. So they each went to a station and they got to like learn something about that animal. And it might have just been like, why are they that color? Or it could be the most dreaded question I got yesterday was, how does the baby get in there? And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. And then the only thing that I could come up with was, uh, Je Jesus put it there, which is true. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not about to go into that. It's like one of those, ask your parents. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a cool opportunity for them. They do get to learn a lot. They get to have a day out of school and just experience things that we go through every day that we now see as an everyday lifestyle for us. I mean, we're in the barn 25, nine, yeah. and we never really get out of there anymore and getting a chance to just bring them up and seeing the excitement on little kids' faces and seeing them just like navigate straight to what they want to learn about. Like I even had my dog with me yesterday. Yeah. Q, you had Q. And there's some times where they're more focused on him than the pigs. And I'd have to like pick them up and like bring them off to the side. But as soon as they got away, they were right back in and they were focused and they actually enjoyed it. Yeah, but one of the main reasons that we are able to do that is because our community allows us to yes. do that. Um, our school is so small and Zane and I have talked about this, but we have to, there's a lot of working parts that go into our extracurriculars and a lot of extra work. And if our coaches and our teachers didn't work together, and like our principals didn't work together, we would not be able to do the things we do. So our elementary principal allows us to come down there and we had moms from the PTO that were down there just helping take pictures, helping kids go up and pet animals, just things like that. The teachers at the elementary were also super supportive. And I think it's because we have had and we have made a connection with them because we're always very intentional about answering their questions too, about just making sure that we are 
with them and connected to them. And that is one of the most important parts. And the fun thing about it is, is yes, we always have to remember these are little kids. We can't really use big words like supplements and stuff like that. So a main thing that we always talk about is uh, hogs are a lot different than steers and dairy. Everyone else around us besides rabbits are held up on halters when they're sitting there. They're not an open pen. And we had we had two month old hogs there. I mean, they were small, they were tiny. And a good buddy of mine, Ty, got out and drove his little bitty Burke. And everyone was like, Oh my gosh, he's walking so good. And like these little kids were on the line and Ty would just drive this little Burke. It's probably seventy pounds up and down this row. And they were astounded. Like they were they were could not believe that this hog would listen to him at such a young age. And they just wanted to run up and pet it. And I was like, guys, you all gotta remember this is still a very young animal, he can he can freak out, he'll be gone in a matter of seconds, just give him patience, and hey. it, you just always, every time you talk about things, you have to break it down into a simpler level, just so they can understand it. Yeah, I think that whenever, and this is just a life lesson in general mm-hmm. to all members, like whenever you're talking to people who are not in FFA, or never grew up around that, we have to take away our ag verbiage, and I think that's very hard, like if I said LDE, SAE, CDE, and I said Tuck in your tallywhacker. What the heck are people going to think? Like, they're not going to understand that. We have to <sighs> revert away from our um, FFA language and we just have to kind of not dumb it down, but explain. Maybe, hey, be like, hey, these are leadership development events. We call these LDEs. Making sure that others know that, like, that's what that means. What does a steer mean? What does a heifer mean? What does it mean to be a cow? Like just little things like that. That's what I really focused on in my station, especially because I do, I did have a cow there and I did have a heifer there. So explaining that, Hey, the mom is going to have an udder. She's going to be milking. And then a heifer has not had a baby yet. So just little things like that. But overall, just the importance of community in that aspect is like astronomical. Like we need our community. And I think it's very important as an FFA chapter that we connect with our community and that we just um, have our community support and backing behind our chapter because it makes a lot of things easier. And it takes a lot of things, a lot of stress off of us as an officer team and teachers. Um, One cool thing that we have always done is we, every year we have a dance at the square and it's something that the whole community looks forward to. And we just have like a little FFA booth that's there to say um, like, hey, we're the Poolville FFA chapter. This is what we do. And then we have a lot of people that are like, hey, I want to get involved. So we have a lot of just like a well-known community businesses that are involved in our chapter and like help us with funding, help us with um, whatever it could be, whether it's driving some somebody somewhere to pick up an animal, just little things like that. And a big thing about it is, <clears throat> sorry, whenever we do or whenever we are out there and we're at those booths, we have a lot of granny and paws that we know really well and we see all the time and they'll come up to us and they'll be like, hey, do you need any help with anything? Or I got approached a couple days ago, I believe. I was just in town and I got stopped by someone that I knew pretty well and goes, hey, how's the ag program doing? And I said, we're moving along pretty good. I mean, we need to work on some things. We just need to kind of get flowing. But we've been stopped a lot for COVID reasons yep. and recent events. And they're like, well, when the time comes and you'll need stuff, give me a call. I want to make a donation. Yeah. And that is a big thankful thing for us is because our community members <laughs> want to help us. They want to see us succeed in everything that we do. We want to see us push ourselves to better ourselves, 
get our name out there. Because like I said, or like Steely said, our town is very small. The most popular part about our town is our one stop, which is just a little gas station that has a concrete platform, and that's it. That's where we have our dances. That's where whenever we're talking to people, hey, meet me at one stop. Leave your truck there. It'll be fine. That's the place that we go. Yeah, that's kind of like just the center of our community. And being in Poolville, we have a bunch of small businesses that people don't think about. Like we have Cody McCleary who raises and breeds Durox. And wait, is he do just doing Durox or just pigs in general? It just, it's, it's pigs now. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if they had switched that. But, and then we have Fred Duval who has been here before the town was here and he raises steers and just like our hay industry in Poolville, just little things like that. But I think that it's important and sometimes we can often uh, feel embarrassed or um, like just feel awkward about it when people are like, hey, let me help you out money-wise. I, as a Poolville FFA chapter, do not see and do not think of that as embarrassment. These people in our community are wanting to pour into us. They see that we are the future leaders of this world and they see where our world is going. They, they're like, I want to put money into that. I want to help that. And some people aren't always able to be there physically, but they want to be there financially for us. So I don't think that there's a problem with accepting that money and being like, hey, we're taking donations for this. And I see nothing wrong with that, even though it might feel awkward at some points that like... It just may feel awkward to us, which I I get, don't get me wrong, because you don't want to ask for help. But then at the same time, I think it's important to let your community help where needed. Because, I mean, you also have to think about it. These are the people that grew up here, and they've already been through this process, and they know things. And they had their own successes, and they had their own failures. And they want to see us make more successes than our failures. And at the end of the day, they want what's best for us. They want to help us push ourselves and get us to the point where we can say, or like me and Steely, this is our senior year, they can say, y'all senior year was probably the best FFA chapter we've had in a while because y'all did this, 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 and this. Yes. I think it's important that we also invite those people to events that we have. So like inviting them, being like, hey, which we didn't get to do this year. We didn't get to invite people to Ag Day. But just future thoughts like, hey, we're doing this. Hey, we have a fall festival. We have an FFA booth. You should come by and see us. Just little things like that and reaching out to the community and letting them know that hey ffa is here ffa is present and we want you to be there we... yeah i agree with you and you said fall festival and i just started thinking about it the fall festival is another big thing that we do is our entire community has it's at the elementary school yes and our entire community is like schools elementary classes put together something for the kids and for families just come out enjoy themselves go through state or not really stations go through these events it's just it's a fall party that kids can just go enjoy, play games, have fun. Parents can kick back for a second, relax. But what most people don't see is high school students working. They don't realize that because half the time we're in costume or we're behind the scenes, but high school students work it a mm -hmm. lot. We put a lot of time and effort into it. We make things flow right. We try our best to make things happen the best way possible. And Ag, Ag has a weird booth this year because we were supposed to do a hayride at the high, high school. school on our back 40 and it's not going to happen because we moved back down there so now we have a roping contest but it's still a big part of everything because this morning we walked into class and she was like i need people to sign up right now to work this because it is yeah. it's late minute we had to change things up y'all need to work this yeah it's just um we say it a lot but 
doing little things truly does impact people's day. Like I can tell you last week, I was having one of the worst weeks. Like it was just not a good week. And my ag teacher came up to me and he was like, Steely, he said, I appreciate you. And that changed my mood. That changed everything. So it's like that in our community, like reaching out and being like, hey, I want you here. I want you to be here and I want you to connect with us. Or if it's working at the fall festival booth and just having fun and playing with those kids, they'll relate it back to, oh, those kids are in FFA. That's really cool. So we're always advocating for our community or our organization and just in that aspect. It's just do the little things so people can see where you're from. And whenever we get little things that happen to us, we appreciate it more because it's it's something that we try to put out. And whenever we receive it back, it is incredible to us because we're not the only people trying to make a change. Yesterday, we went and had lunch at 920. And That's a little cafe in Poolville. Yes, it is a little cafe. It's called Cafe 920. It's right off our square. And was it the Methodist Church? Yes, the, the Methodist, Methodist Church. actually ended up paying for all of our lunches. They paid for all of our lunches. They talked to us, told us about scholarships, sat down and talked to them for probably 20 minutes and just asking about who the seniors were, what grade we were all in, what we're doing there while we're out of school. We were just telling them, and then they got up and left, and the waitress came over and was like, hey, I just want to let y'all know all y'all's meals are paid for. And we were just kind of like, well, who did it? And she was like, well, Methodist Church ended up paying for y'all because y'all did this for the community, and they wanted to get back to y'all. Yeah. And we were all just like, wow. So being grateful also for our community. And, like, not saying that we are the high – not saying that at all like the highest of high Mm. like we acted the greatest no we're loud noisy teenagers we were sitting in there we were all in the middle and we were just enjoying being there but you know whenever it gets bad whenever you draw the attention from church of how loud we are (laughs) yeah but it's just like little things like that like we're gonna remember him so having an impact in your community and just remembering like hey steely and zane they're doing this they're doing this podcast like um just get get in touch with these kids like you know like yeah and then there's still a lot of people that like i moved here my sophomore year and there's kids that graduated that year kids that i didn't know personally that i ended up meeting through them they graduated years before i was here that i still talk to all the time that i'm actually really good friends with like uh roy mccleary and casey mccleary they are very close to me just because i'm around them all the time they work with me with hogs they're taking they're with they're the sons of my breeder. They work a lot with me. They help me a lot. Uh, Roy works with my dad now, so I see mm-hmm. him all the time. He's like a brother to me. Casey, I don't see him as much anymore, but he's never really. Yeah. But he still sends me texts all the time saying, hey, this is where you were two years ago. This is where you are now. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And it, it boosts you up a lot. And like Nate Gamble, I I grew up. He was like, he was pretty much my dad at school. He <laughs> made sure I was doing everything I was supposed to be in my sophomore year and made sure I knew where everything was. And I talk to him every day. Yeah. It feels like, and even when I don't talk to him every day, he'll randomly text me and be like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's nice knowing that it's different for me, especially because I came from a big school that nobody really cared. Everybody was just like, well, this is your friend group. And I still talk to some of those guys every once in a while. But whenever I move here and people that have already graduated after a COVID year are still texting me and saying, hey, are you doing okay? Mm-hmm. Are you doing this right? Is everything going okay? It's it's incredible to me because that's still our community and they're still looking and making sure we're doing okay in high school. Yeah. One of the most 
impactful conversations I had over the summer was with one of my friends. Her name's Kylie, and she's from Boyd. Um, and we were just sitting in the car. Uh, I would go play sand volleyball with them this summer. It was a lot of fun. But I was just sitting in the car, and we were talking to Kylie, and we were just talking about uh, FFA chapters and different things like that. And she said something that really stuck out to me, and she's like, I want people to feel wanted. And that really has stuck with me. That's kind of been my motto this year is like wanting people to feel wanted. And we are at our last year in FFA. So we're sitting here and we're like, what can we do to get kids involved? Because we are seeing a decrease in involvement, especially with our freshman group this year. And we're like, what can we do to get more kids involved? And I really think that the heart of that is us being seniors, even though we're at the top of the food chain, so to speak, um, that we reach down to those freshmen and we're like, hey, these are the things that you can have. We want you here. We would love for you to come. We enjoy your presence. Like, come on. Like, that is our big goal this year is that wanting people to feel wanted, especially in the FFA and in our community in general, and like wanting them there is so important to what we do as an organization. And FFA in general is growing as a whole, not just in every community. Every community has its ups and downs of members, participation, and everything like that. But FFA is changing a lot. It is not the same it was 20 years ago. We have new technology that's making this. Like, state convention is nowhere near the way it was 20 years ago. Yeah, or even back to when our brother and sister were, yeah. I mean, like, five years ago. It's, FFA is changing just like the world is changing. Everything's evolving into the better and some may not see it, some may think it's going bad, but the more advancements we make, the better it's going to make for us in our livelihood, even if people don't realize it. It's going to become, it's going to become where FFA is going to be, not just, where it's not anymore, it's not just, uh, what's the saying? Sows, plows, it's and not plows. just cows, sows, and plows. And now that everything's advancing and things are becoming crazy, like, did you know that now there's a drone that does... Yeah, I've been looking into and that. It's it's insane the way everything's becoming... But also staying with our morals and values. Yeah, it's, it's insane that everything's coming new. It's becoming new, in quotations, but it's still the way we do things. It's still, We still have the same work ethic with everything. It's, it's just a completely different thing now. Yeah. In our small community there are so many different working parts and i often think of it like stock show because usually i travel with a family and we have a lot like we went to lubbock and mind you we're in breeding so we can show multiple animals we can show up to six so like we have 47 head one year and so we get there and we have all these trailers and we have a tack trailer then we have a cow trailer and then we have a heifer trailer and it can be overwhelming for some people because we just go like we hit the ground and we are running but everybody has a little job like i put the feed in whenever we're going to milk like that's my job and if everybody does their job it all works together and i just relate that back to our organization if um zane and i have different jobs so zane likes to zane will typically call a meeting and then i'll be there and say this is what we need to do for our meeting um our ag teachers have split event, events up like 
just taking animals, for example, like our male ag teacher, Mr. Reed, has hogs and steers, and then our female ag teacher deals with lambs, goats, sheep, and then typically dairy cattle don't need as much help, and then our other ag teacher is there when needed, there to haul, there to get things, just things like that, like all these little working parts, and I think it's important that we understand that every single person has a purpose in the FFA, and they have a place in the FFA, they just have to find it. Like, I found dairy cows out of all things, and I feel like that's my way of advocating, and I'll say it until I turn blue in the face. That is my way of advocating for the industry, and that is my little part. That is my contribution to my chapter. It is, and it's a it's a big part that is actually growing for us now, and it's, our chapter, like Steely said, is becoming smaller in activity-wise, but it's still growing in the large scale of things. It's still becoming known more. Members may be dropping right now, but whenever these elementary kids come through and they've seen everything that we've done with Ag Day, that RFA chapter is gonna be massive. Yeah, it's important just to build. It's like in sports, like this is what my dad always tells me. He said, I'm working with the younger group because I know that when they get up to high school, they'll know my expectations. And that's kind of what we're trying to implement in FFA. And that's like, we're starting all the way down from our little baby pre-Kers that are three and four years old. And if they have that every single year, they're going to be like, oh, you know what? Like whenever they're looking at their schedule, whenever they get to eighth grade or uh, freshman year, they're going to be like, you know what? I saw this and I think this is really cool. I want to learn more about this. And I just think it's very important. We're trying to get some things going with our junior high too, just to introduce it to them in in a better scale yes because our junior high does take in things a whole lot better than elementary kids even though they are wild and rowdy they they will retain things a little bit better they'll understand whenever we use bigger words and that's a bigger push for them is whenever we do something for them it's going to push them more into hey this is something you could really excel in excel in it's something you can do a lot of good things in you may struggle you may do this but by in the end you will learn a lot and you will become a better person and I've talked with that class, I don't know how many times, just sitting in there rambling off with them. I became best friends with half those kids, and mm-hmm. they come up to me all the time. I walk into Soros class, and she gets mad at me because they're like, oh, my gosh, Zane's here. And yeah. she's like, well, I'm still your teacher. And they're like, but can't he teach today? And I'm just kind of sitting in the corner laughing. But it's at the point where whenever – it's at the point where whenever I see those kids and they have questions for me, and I actually have an opportunity to answer them in – get the opinion off of my chest and actually tell them what I believe in. I believe in creed, (laughs) but (laughs) what I believe in and what I think is right, it changes them. And I see them understand it better is a completely different subject. Yeah, it all, but it all roots back to our community. We could not be able to do this without our community. And it's very important to educate our community in general. Like we have our parent meeting every year, which we didn't get to do this year. Uh, a lot of things or a lot of different adversity hit our chapter this year. And Very hard. Yeah. We had teachers out. We kind of just felt behind from the start. And so we're trying, we're pushing through and we're hitting it back head on right now. But it all goes back to community and educating community community at like the parent teacher meeting. We tell them about what we do. We're getting people to know and especially this year, something that has been super important is our elementary moms, like our PTO. And a lot of them, we're seeing them cross over to like freshmen or some moms having first year freshmen that go all the way down to kindergarten. And so it's very important that they're getting educated too, because they have lots of kids coming through, but it all just roots. Like community is one of 
I think the core values of FFA or should be because it is. without community, we cannot do what we do. And I'll go back to talking about how we're in a small town and this is kind of just not even a part of ag. Our community is close knit and they care about each other and they don't want to see anybody fail that where was it? It was at one stop shocker. That's where everybody is. It was at one stop and a truck broke down. And all of a sudden, I just see three trucks pull in from three different directions and just stop and ask, what's going on? Fix it. And that guy's on the road again. And that's in five minutes. That's how fast things can change for a person in a day. It can go from my truck's a piece of garbage. I hate this, blah, blah, blah. Three people come up randomly, help you, get you on the road in five minutes, and your day's back to normal. And that's the cool thing because I, I don't see that anywhere else. I don't witness that anywhere else. I tried in Weatherford. I, I saw somebody broke down. Hey, would you like help? No, we got it all right cool mm-hmm. but whenever people hear and they're not afraid to say yes i need help will you please help me and they check on each other it's it's awesome to see because it shows that we care about each other we want mm-hmm. each other to succeed we want each other to do good we want each other to live yeah now it's probably difficult because we do live in a pretty awesome community but how can we help them build their community other people or us? Yeah, other people. Like, help them build. Like, what if they don't have a community that is like Poolville's tight-knit? What do you think they can do to help build a community? Uh, Just throw random things together. Like, we threw Elementary Ag Day together last year just to, hey, we want to talk to those little kids. And we threw that together, and then all of a sudden that became a massive deal for us. And Fall Festival is something we do that just kind of puts everybody in the same place, and people just go. And there is always going to be the high ruler of your community, which whichever family it is, anything like that. You don't be afraid to just go and ask them and be like, Hey, I want to make our community closer. How can I do it? Yeah. Just getting involvement is the biggest thing. Ask for help from your older people, your grandma and grandpa, because they've been there. They see everybody. They know everybody. They, your grandma and grandpa know everybody. I promise you. Yeah. Which we understand. It can also be a struggle just to, want to build a community and but feel like you don't have a community because Zane came from Weatherford where it is a large like it is at the growing rate of Frisco like that's crazy to me and so it's a big it's a big town so how can you build community in there and that is just by inviting people to things getting connected and involved on all different levels I think is the most important thing and that will be something that we forever stress is just get involved with anything your community is doing. Tell somebody, hey, how are you today? It could be as simple as, hey, we're doing this thing at the high school. Um, Hey, we have a volleyball game. Just all those different little things, inviting them to be like, hey, we're having this FFA banquet. We'd love to see you there. It's just getting people involved is so important in building a community. That and then also another big thing is, yes, get involved, get involved with your community invite them to things, but at the same time, reach out and help them. We did a community cleanup last year Mm -hmm. where we wiped the entire town. We cleaned trash. We helped people that were unable to mow their lawn, trim their trees, pick up garbage, everything. That's what we did. That's what was a main push. That wasn't just our ag program. That was the fire department helped us out with this. The high school, elementary school, Mm -hmm. teachers, moms. Our community rallied together, ultimately. And And that- But it all started with one person saying, I have this idea. I need people to help me push it. Yeah, but 
it does not have to be an individual thing. Just know that if you start talking about it and you're out there, let people know, hey, this is what I want to do. And there will be people that shut you down. Don't, there We have gotten plenty of no's in our life. But there will be people that shut you down. But it's also important to keep trying, keep pushing, keep going. Um, but that also roots into service because service without service, you don't have community trust. Uh, as we're ending our episode today, we kind of just want to let y'all know our plans. So we're trying to get people on. We're having a little bit of road road blockage because we're trying to get mics in because right now we're just on a regular computer. And we're broke. Yeah, and yeah, we're cattle broke. <laughs> or you hog broke. But uh, yeah, we're working on some different things and we're trying to get different people on. Um, we're still trying to reach out to people to let them know, hey, this is what we're doing. We want to educate the public about everything FFA. Um, So with that being said, we want to hear input from our audience. We want you to be involved in our episodes. We want your funny stories. We want your episode ideas. Heck, if you want to be on, get on. Like, let us know because we are trying. We want different opinions. We love having different people. Down below, you have our Snapchat, Snapchat, Instagram, email. Do you have our email on there? I think we have our email on there reach out to us let us know stories if you, i really want this if y'all have anything you'll see my snap and instagram and everything down there send me a email snapchat dm i want to know how your community is growing i want to yeah. see how it's take pictures send them take in pictures, send us pictures. you can get featured on our everything ffa page on instagram yes we want to be connected with texas honestly honestly we want to be connected we want to be to yep so that being said we'll see y'all next week okay.